Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. Shoppers increasingly are making purchasing decisions based on how sustainable they perceive a product, brand, or manufacturer to be. But as recently published research from Nielsen notes, the consumer's definition of sustainability is amorphous, making it difficult for brands to meet their demands unless they proactively take control of the conversation. According to the Nielsen report published at the tail end of last year, a whopping 81% of consumers globally feel strongly that companies should improve the environment. However, this could mean anything from using recyclable packaging to responsible sourcing to improving social governance. Further complicating the issue is additional pressure from retailers and investors to improve sustainability in order to secure a spot on store shelves or to protect against supply chain challenges that could threaten long-term production. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, we take a closer look at how the Campbell Soup Company and Land Lakes are working together to successfully navigate these issues all the way from the farm to the fork. Dan Sonke, Director of Sustainable Agriculture at Campbell Soup Company, and Matt Karsten, Senior Vice President of Land Lakes Sustain Program, share sustainability successes the two companies have achieved working together over the past year, as well as lingering challenges that data-focused tools, such as Land O'Lakes' True Terra Insights Engine, are striving to address. For Campbell, Sankey explains improving the sustainability of its products and being able to communicate to retailers, shoppers, and its investors how it sources its ingredients are core to its mission to provide real food that matters for life's moments. Uh, a few years ago at Campbell, we defined our company purpose as real food that matters for life's moments. And that purpose is not built solely on current customer research, but it, it really embodies uh, ethics and a statement of belief that we've always tried to live out in our company. We believe that our purpose reflects the trust that people place in us to provide them with food and drink that's good, it's honest, it's authentic, it's flavorful, and we clearly hear from consumers that they want that. We define real food as having roots, meaning it's recognizable, it's made from desirable ingredients, it's prepared from these ingredients with care, it's ethically sourced, it's produced using sustainable practices, and it's accessible for everyone, meaning it's safe, it's delicious, it's affordable. It's, it's, it's what we exist to do for consumers who put their trust in us. I've been tracking research in the sustainable food space for over a decade now, and there definitely is a significant increase in the number of consumers who say they desire sustainability attributes for their food. Um, we've done some foresight work at Campbell recently that suggests that consumers in the near future are simply going to increase in their desire to have purposeful regeneration, we call it, associated with their purchases, meaning they want purchases that embody 
giving back to society and giving back to the planet, so to speak. But I also would point you to the, the retail customers of Campbell that are the gatekeepers to those consumers. They're the ones that put the product on the shelf in front of consumers, and they are very actively asking us about sustainability and their relationship with us and purchasing the food from us. So we get assessed on a regular basis by some of our largest retail customers regarding sustainability metrics behind our food. And then it also goes to our investors who see sustainability as a way that a company like Campbell is assessing and addressing potential risks that might disrupt our supply chains and then have a material impact on our business. And you know, we see that sustainability is just that. It's a way for us to know our supply chain, assess the risks, and then also help address any risks that might be uncovered, such as you know, access to water for irrigation or ability to withstand weather events that might be driven by climate change. And so all of those things have helped us um, you know, keep, keep trust with our consumers, our customers, and our investors. Like other CPG companies, the Campbell Soup Company has been aggressively improving the sustainability of its products and supply chain for years. And as Sonki notes, it has made significant strides, such as in an example of how it sources its tomatoes. We have two major divisions within our company. We're best known as the, as the Soup Company, which we are. Our soup brands, however, are part of a larger portfolio of uh, simple meals and beverages that we produce for consumers, such as Prego um, Italian sauces, Pace Picane sauces, Swanson broth, and, and several others. In the tomato portfolio, a lot, of, a lot of brands in that portfolio use tomato, we have direct line of sight to our farmers. We have relationships with the tomato farmers that are often third or fourth generation now. And so we've started a lot of our sustainable agriculture story in that supply chain where we work directly with the farmers that contract grow the tomatoes for us. And we've seen them adopt drip irrigation technology, for example, that dramatically reduces the amount of irrigation water that they require to produce a crop. And um, we've seen almost a 20% reduction in water use in our tomato crop over multiple years, five years of working with those farmers. So that's an exciting story that, that touches the, the things that we just talked about regarding consumers, customers, and investors who want to have trust in the, uh, the supply chain behind our products. But Sanki also notes that not all supply chains are as straightforward as when a manufacturer can source fruits or vegetables direct from farmers. Sometimes an ingredient comes from an aggregator, which offers a lot of benefits, but can also obscure the full supply chain. In cases like this, Sanki says partnering with Land O'Lakes Sustain and advisors who already are working with and are trusted by farmers can help shed light on an otherwise opaque farming system have a snacking portfolio of brands in our snacks division, Pepperidge Farm and, and several other brands that are users of wheat, which is a, a crop that goes through a much more diverse supply chain and it's harder to have line of sight back to the farms. A few years ago, however, we 
driven by our purpose and our desire to be more transparent, we looked into that supply chain and talked to our suppliers and discovered that you could actually identify a sourcing region around our bakery. Um, often within 200 miles of that bakery, you could trace the wheat back to farms, uh, at least to the region. But to go deeper than that and ensure that the individual farmers providing Campbell's wheat are following sustainable practices, the company needed help, which Sankey says it found through its partnership with Land O'Lakes Sustain program. Land O'Lakes launched its Sustain program about three years ago to improve on the sustainability of agriculture by forging a new farm-to-fork partnership between farmers, manufacturers like Campbell, and quote-unquote trusted advisors, such as the ag retailers where farmers already go to buy their inputs or get advice on technology that will improve their productions. In addition, the program offers a suite of tools that seek to empower farmers by helping them collect data they need to balance emerging environmental demands with long-standing economic realities. As Carson explains, one of the key tools used by farmers working with Campbell through Land O'Lakes Sustain Program is the new True Terra Insights engine. Uh, we created Sustain um, about just about three years ago now, and really to, to emphasize the fact that transparency for the consumer is, is essential. And agriculture is, is happy to tell that. We've got to have the forum and the format to be able to do that. So, you know, one thing that we've done here is launching our, our True Terra Insights engine, which is a tool that was developed on, on really from my seat, two fronts, first and foremost, in helping farmers balance economics with the environment and doing that on a, on a field by field, even acre by acre basis at scale that allows them to scenario plan what they did last year versus what they can do in future years. Again, finding that balance field by field, uh, from an economics and an environment point of view. And then aggregating that data and being able to use it like we are in this pilot with, uh, with Campbell's to be able to talk about what happened on that farm and how we bring that all the way through to some of the, the snacks that uh, the Campbell's using in, like the Pepperidge Farm Goldfish Crackers, Milano Cookies, on down the line. So, um, and, and never before have we been able to do that as transparently as we are now, not only being able to get that data down to, uh, to a company like Campbell's that can put it in a way that resonates with consumers. As Sankey explains, the story of the Rose family farm is an example of one such story uncovered through the use of True Terra Insights engine and the partnership forged by Land O'Lakes Sustain between Campbell and the mill, which serves as the farmer advisor within the Sustain program. At Campbell, we, uh, put a goal in place to source by 2025 50% of key ingredients from suppliers who are engaged in a sustainability program that we can trust. Wheat represents a very important ingredient for our snacking division. And so we started with a supply chain uh, assessment. We found that Pennsylvania, Southern Pennsylvania, Maryland, as Matt mentioned, is a key sourcing region around one of our bakeries. And so we had already started conversations with Environmental Defense Fund and with Sustain, and we brought to them this geography. And then they identified a key advisor in that geography called the mill, 
and have begun working with farmers in that region and have now um, tracked data on 10,000 acres and the sustainability practices on those acres. And, and they've also put a face of the family farm to this supply chain, which was previously a little bit of a mystery to us, uh, to all of us. And so now we can talk about the Rose family, who is you know, a farmer that supplies grain into our supply chain and the sustainability practices on their farm and the multi-generational aspect of that farm. And um, it, it's just, uh, it, it makes me smile every time I think of it because now we, we have uh, you know, this wonderful story that um, you know, I, as a storyteller, can talk about uh, folks like yourself about um, the real people that stand behind our products and, and why we can be proud of that. One way that Campbell is sharing the Rose family story directly with shoppers and retailers is through a video posted to social media, which you can check out by visiting foodnavigatorusa.com and reading the story that's posted with this podcast. Sanki said another example uncovered by the pilot program that has already helped Campbell shine a light on how farmers use fertilizer. Uh, we now can say from this benchmark pilot that you know, 75% of the 10,000 acres we assessed last year apply fertilizer, yeah, the same amount of fertilizer, but split across multiple applications during the growing season, which makes it more efficient for the plant to take up and less likely that the fertilizer will become a, a pollutant in the groundwater, for example. That's a story that we now have insight into. That, that's, a, that's an understanding we have that we didn't have before. Um, we also see that some other practices that we might like to see a higher rate of adoption are only at about 25% of the acres, for example. And so now we have insights into how we can work with our partners in the year ahead to promote specific practices that we would love to see higher rates of adoption, but also champion the growers who already have high rates of adoption of other practices and encourage the whole population to advance on the journey. And our ability to advance that journey is now expedited by the insights that this uh, benchmark through Truterra has given us. Beyond these examples, Sankey said the value for Campbell of the partnership with Lando Lake's Sustain program is the benchmarking that was the main focus of the first year of the pilot program and the foundation it will lay for incremental improvements over the coming years. Uh, the one challenge that I often talk about in my role as Sustainable Agriculture Director is a lot of folks who aren't familiar with agriculture but may be familiar with sustainability are familiar with the fact that if you replace an incandescent light bulb with an LED light bulb, you have instant energy savings that are going to continue from that point forward. Uh, it's a simple fix with long-term consequences. Agriculture involves annual cycles, cropping cycles, that are heavily affected by weather, they're affected by global markets that influence what farmers plant. Uh, it's just, you know, our supply chain is distributed amongst hundreds of farmers who are essentially small business owners. And even if everybody in that complex system is aligned on adopting sustainability, it's going to be an incremental annual 
cycle process. And again, that's why a partnership with Sustain where you're working with uh, a system that has these trusted advisors built into it who have decided to make sustainability a business proposition for them um, makes a lot of sense to us because we can just align with those trusted advisors and work inside that complex system that's already in place um, without having unrealistic expectations that probably aren't going to succeed. Managing unrealistic expectations is a challenge with which Land Lakes also grapples, and which Carson says Sustain seeks to manage in part by gathering quantifiable metrics. When, when we at Land Lakes, Land Lakes Sustain, think about our biggest challenge, it's, it's metrics. Metrics, metrics, and more metrics. And this has been the challenge as we look across the, the ag and food sectors uh, for, for, for the past years. And what you see us doing uh, to, help ch- to help address this challenge is really centered around ag technology. Ag technology can play a huge role in helping those trusted advisors that Dan talks about with the farmers to drive the, the, the quantifiable sustainability that we're looking for in those metrics, which is why we're really helping to create solutions that are scalable. And it's critical that the scalability happens in a way that's piloted like we're doing here with Campbell's to start with and then move down a path that, that it's tested and proven that the industry can be assured that there is scalability around this acre by acre, farm by farm, that again starts back with the farmer and their trusted advisor on that journey. Despite these and other lingering challenges, the early results from the pilot partnership between Campbell and Lando Lakes is a promising approach to improving sustainability and transparency. For listeners who are interested in learning more about the pilot program or how Sustain's program might help them improve sustainability in their supply chain, Carson's encourages them to reach out, noting that both companies are more than happy to share their journey. And with that, we've come to the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll tune in again next week for another installment. And to make sure you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes. Until then, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week. <music>